Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Every wise woman hath builded her house, and the foolish with her hands breaketh it down. A wife and mother can either choose to build up her family and take care of them and support them and nurture them, or she can choose to destroy their lives. So it's her choice. Family chaos and dysfunction and abuse doesn't just happen. It's choices that people make. And unfortunately, a lot of people believe that life just happens, but they make choices. That's what causes the chaos, the abuse, and the destruction. We're all responsible um, what we expose our kids to and what we expose ourselves to. 2. Whoso is walking in his uprightness is fearing Jehovah, and the perverted in his ways is despising him. Those who do not obey the Lord hate him, otherwise they would obey him. But those who are righteous fear the Lord. This shows you that the opposite of fearing the Lord is hating the Lord. The reason we must fear the Lord is because it's sanity to fear him. He can put us in hell forever. He created hell. He has power over what happens to our soul in eternity. 3. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, and the lips of the wise preserve them. When we are wise, we control what we say, and we don't just fly off the handle and get mouthy and say a bunch of stuff that we're later going to regret. We don't stick our foot in our mouth. But when we're full of pride, that's when we end up saying things that we're later ashamed of. Whenever we lose our patience with other people, it's a symptom of pride because we think that we're entitled to better behavior, and we're not. 4. Without oxen, a stall is clean, and great is the increase by the power of the ox. This is saying that if you want the ox, you also have to clean up his stall, and it means you don't get something for nothing. 5. A faithful witness lieth not, and a false witness breatheth out lies. This is stating the obvious. Liars make up stories about other people. But if somebody is faithful, then they won't tell lies about you. 6. A scorner hath sought wisdom, and it is not, and knowledge to the intelligent is easy. Sometimes people who mock others and people who mock the Lord would like to understand more, but they can't because their attitude is wrong. They're arrogant and they think that they're better than God. Arrogance prevents learning, but it's easy to learn when you're humble. 7. Go from before a foolish man, or thou hast not known the lips of knowledge. This says don't hang out with foolish people, because you won't be able to learn anything from them. 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, and the folly of fools is deceit. People who have good judgment think before they act, but foolish people practice deceit. They don't care if what they're doing is right or wrong, they just do it. 9. Fools mock at a guilt offering, and among the upright a pleasing thing. In the last chapter, it said that mockers do not like to be corrected, and here it's saying that foolish people laugh when somebody else repents, because that's what a guilt offering is for, it's to repent. And they laugh at God and resist Him when He tries to correct them, 
and they will stand before his throne on judgment day, and they will be cast into eternal fire. But the righteous will repent very quickly. 10. The heart knoweth its own bitterness, and with its joy a stranger doth not intermeddle. This says that nobody can understand the bad things that you've been through, and no one can completely understand your joy either. Now, people who love you will try to understand, and they'll try to share with you in your griefs and in your joys, and that's good. But they can never fully understand you except the Lord. He does understand you 100%. 11. The house of the wicked is destroyed, and the tent of the upright flourisheth. This is a generalization, and it just means that wicked people destroy what they already have. They already have a husband. They already have children, but they destroy those relationships. They already have a job, but they lose their job. They already have a house, but it goes into foreclosure because they don't make the payments. Wicked people lose what they have, but righteous people not only retain what they have by being honest and practicing integrity, but also they will increase and have more. This doesn't necessarily mean in monetary form, but the righteous do increase spiritually in the character traits of God and also by spreading the knowledge of the Lord to others. 12. There is a way right before a man, and its latter end are ways of death. The world has its own preference of what is right and wrong, but in the end it will lead to death. For instance, the world says that it's good to practice sexual perversion and that you're a hero if you practice sexual perversion, but in the end, anything that's sin leads to death. 13. Even in laughter is the heart pained, and the latter end of joy is affliction. This is saying that you can experience tragedy and mirth at the same time, and you can experience happiness and in the end experience affliction. This is what everybody experiences, whether you're righteous or unrighteous. You can laugh over a joke and in the next instant stub your toe and hurt yourself really bad. Or you could get terrible news that you've been fired from your job and in the next instant find out that your grandchild was just born. And that's the life that we live. It switches from happy to sad in a moment. So we have to have enough self-control to maintain our faith and maintain our character, whether things are good or bad, and not be on an emotional roller coaster every time something new happens. This also is saying that tragedy comes with good things. When you have children, every time they suffer, you will suffer. 14. From his ways is the backslider in heart filled, and a good man from his fruits. Everybody will earn their just reward. Whether you're evil and you get punished for your sins, or you're righteous and you get blessed. 15. The simple giveth credence to everything and the prudent attendeth to his steps. A simple person will turn on the news and believe everything that they're told, even though a lot of the news is propaganda. Or they'll turn on a talk show and believe all the sayings of Oprah Winfrey, even though she's new age. But a prudent person watches where they're going, and they pay attention to signs from the Lord that something isn't right. And they listen to the words of the Lord, discerning between the words of the Lord and the words of man. 16. 
The wise is fearing and turning from evil, and a fool is transgressing and is confident. Wise people run away from sinful situations, and foolish people run into sin. If a fool gets invited to go drinking at the bar, they'll be delighted and they'll get all dressed up and they'll go to the bar because they're not thinking about consequences. But a wise person will say, no, thank you. 17. Whoso is short of temper doth folly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. If you have a short temper, you're going to end up doing things that cause you embarrassment and maybe even legal trouble later. You're going to have to do damage control because of your temper, or you're going to have to pay consequences for your temper. You may even lose relationships and lose other people's respect. Now, they might still work for you because they want a paycheck, or they might still go to your party because they want to fit in in the neighborhood, but that doesn't mean that they like you. 18. The simple have inherited folly, and the prudent are crowned with knowledge. In this sense, simple means those who are not wise. They inherit folly, meaning they get led on every rabbit trail. But knowledge is a crown over the head of those who have good judgment. 19. The evil have bowed down before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. This will happen during the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ when he comes down and rules over the nations from Jerusalem with his church judging the nations. At that time, there will be pagan people who bow down to the Lord. That will last for a thousand years before Armageddon. And we'll read about this in Revelation. But generally speaking, there are a lot of times where wicked people have to submit to righteous people because the righteous people end up being their leaders. 20. Even of his neighbor is the poor hated, and those loving the rich are many. This also is a generalization saying that the world loves you when you have money and the world hates you when you're poor and they can't squeeze anything out of you. And that's why rich people are in the newspaper and everybody keeps an eye on them because people want something from them. 22. Whoso is despising his neighbor sinneth, whoso is favoring the humble, oh his happiness. If deep down you don't really care for other people, you will end up sinning against them. You'll end up saying and doing things that hurt people. But if you love humility and others who are humble, then you'll have a lot of joy in your life. Because humble people don't have to apologize very often. They're not sticking their foot in their mouth. They're not being aggressive and hostile. They have very little to apologize for throughout the course of their life. It's the arrogant people who keep hitting brick walls and ending up with egg on their face, and then they have to do damage control. 22. Do not they err who are devising evil, and kindness and truth are to those devising good. If you're planning to sin or take advantage of people, you're going to run into trouble. But if you are planning to be kind to others, then you will receive blessings from the Lord. 23. In all labor there is advantage, and a thing of the lips is only to want. This says that as long as we keep working hard, we'll always have some amount of food, shelter, and clothing that we can access. But if all we do is talk and there's no action, then we'll live in poverty. 
Some people love to brag about what they're capable of, but they never actually produce anything. They don't get a job or hold a job. 24. The crown of the wise is their wealth. The folly of fools is folly. This is saying wise people gain more wealth. And this is mainly because they're hard workers, they're dependable, they have integrity, so their business grows, they get promoted because their boss can trust them, and because they're hard workers and produce more, they make bigger profits. 25. A true witness is delivering souls, and a deceitful one breatheth out lies. When you tell the truth about people in court, you can save them from going to prison or from getting executed. You can actually save somebody's life. You could also save somebody from getting fired or having other bad things happen to them when you're honest. 26. In the fear of Jehovah is strong confidence, and to his sons there is a refuge. When we fear the Lord, he takes care of us because our confidence is in him, not in ourselves. And he is capable of taking care of ourselves, whereas we most of the time aren't. We have to depend on him for safety and protection and provision. Fearing him is the beginning of confidence, and our sons will have a refuge in the Lord when we fear him. This is similar to another Bible verse that we read earlier in Psalm that said that the grandchildren of a righteous man do not go hungry. This is a similar verse. 27. The fear of Jehovah is a fountain of life to turn aside from snares of death. When we fear the Lord, we obey his commandments, and then we don't fall into traps of sin, which lead to death and destruction. 28. In the multitude of a people is the honor of a king, and in lack of people the ruin of a prince. This is how you know if the king has honor, how big his kingdom is. The kingdom of Jesus Christ is the biggest kingdom in all of history. 29. Whoso is slow to anger is of great understanding, and whoso is short in temper is exalting folly. If you have a short fuse and you get angry really quickly at people, that's a sign of a lack of intelligence. That's what this verse is saying. If you are more intelligent, it will take a lot longer for you to lose your patience and get angry with people. Because you'll understand all of the circumstances that would cause somebody to disappoint you or let you down. And you'll see the bigger picture. And you'll also understand the fallout of your actions and what really matters. You won't see your own personal agenda as being the most important thing. You'll see the bigger picture and you'll see what matters more. So it will keep you from getting angry. 30. A healed heart is life to the flesh, and rottenness to the bones is envy. This is a metaphor, and it's saying that when you are envious of other people, your bones rot. So we know that isn't biologically true, but it could be in the sense that it can cause disease. Being envious of other people can cause you to have psychosomatic symptoms that actually make you ill, and may even make you feel like you have cancer or something else. We need to love people, forgive them, and not be covetous, wanting what other people have. But it says you get life to your flesh 
when your heart is healed. So if we have bitterness or unforgiveness or envy or anger toward others, we need our heart and our soul to be healed. So we should ask the Lord to heal us because there's something in us that isn't whole. 31. An oppressor of the poor reproacheth his maker, and whoso is honoring him is favoring the needy. Those who talk bad about the Lord, they are also people who oppress the poor. One example of this that I can think of is I once knew somebody who was a humanist and a Darwinist, and they didn't believe in God. And that very same person also believed that it would be good if more people in the world were dead and that the world had too many people alive in it. And that is a direct example of what this verse is talking about. If you hate God, you hate people too. And it says, whoever is honoring the Lord takes care of those in need. See, this Darwinist didn't want to take care of people in need. They wanted those people to die. But if you're a Christian and you love the Lord and obey him, then you don't want anybody to die. 32. In his wickedness is the wicked driven away, and trustful in his death is the righteous. When you practice wickedness, you end up attracting other wicked people into your life, and they will harm you just as you are willing to harm them. But when you practice righteousness, you will bring righteous people into your life, and then you'll be able to trust the people around you. If you yourself are not a trustworthy person, you'll end up having people around you who also are not trustworthy, and you will be in danger. 33. In the heart of the intelligent, wisdom doth rest, and in the midst of fools it is known. Wisdom lives within intelligent people, but even fools are aware of wisdom although it doesn't live in them and they don't have access to it. They see that righteous people are doing wise things, but they themselves can't do it. 34. Righteousness exalteth a nation, and the goodliness of peoples is a sin offering. This is saying that when a nation obeys the Lord, they will be exalted. And that's why at certain times in Israel's history, they were exalted above the pagan nations. And even now, even though there's a lot of sin in Israel, because they recognize the one true God, they are exalted above the nations that surround them. When people act righteously, that's the same thing as a sin offering. When you repent, it equals a sin offering. 35. The favor of a king is to a wise servant, and an object of his wrath is one causing shame. This is a prophetic statement about our relationship with Christ. If we are lazy and dishonest in our walk with the Lord, then we will stand in shame before his throne on judgment day. But if we're faithful and we practice righteousness and integrity, then he will favor us. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 14.